listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast. It's me, John, and it's him, Tiny. That's right. He, him, Tiny. Those, those are my pronouns. Those are his pronouns. And Most people know that. Sure, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> right. Looking at I would peg you as a he, him. <laughs> yeah. But you have gotten a haircut. I did. Looking nice. The uh, the lady who used to cut my hair, I guess she decided she wasn't retired after all. She, okay. she came out of retirement to cut this shaggy head of hair I had. Mama needed a payday. You know? <laughs> she just headed down to Green Track or something. something. I got you. Something. Yeah, that's cool. I got a haircut weekend before last. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't compliment me on my hair, but whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you didn't even notice. <laughs> my bad. I, just, but I, I don't blame you for noticing my hair because before I went to church this afternoon, I looked and you know how sometimes you get out of the shower and you dry your head off and you shake your hair and you comb it and just for whatever reason, all the stars align. Yeah. And it's perfect. No. Yeah. And I looked in the mirror and I said, I don't know about the rest of you folks in my family, but I look good <laughs> today. <laughs> Well, I will say, Tiny, I have always respected your hair game. You have excellent (laughs) hair. Strong hair game. Yeah, you have excellent hair. I don't, you know. I have hair. I can't say the word that I want to (laughs) say. Well, you can believe it. I have hair like a head. Like, I don't. I've had the same hairstyle for, like, the past forever. Since, like, fifth grade. I would let my hair grow out on occasion. But I just can't do anything with my hair. I don't know how, I can, and, and I'm too deep into this look to to go to a new look. Right, like I can't change my look now, and <laughs> you don't want to go like a ponytail. Well, if my my vow to you and the <laughs> listeners is if I ever get completely bald on top, which looks like a possibility, you know, could happen, <laughs> right. then I will not go the complete shaved head. Mm-hmm. I will grow the ring around. And then I will have a ponytail there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that'll be my <laughs> compensation, I guess. Because I want to look as creepy as possible. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I think that unironically I look creepy anyways, and that will just up up it even more. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, that's it. So I got a couple. You know what? You know what you could really do to just complete your look. What's that? Is if you got maybe like a Sailor Moon T-shirt. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've gained all my weight back, I would look like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. You know? Well, not quite. Com- you would look like uh, comic book guys, like skinnier younger brother. <laughs> I'm getting there though. Uh, Deidre the other day brought up, hey, we need to get some family pictures made. We haven't had family pictures made in 10 years. Because you live in a family that's sane. (laughs) It doesn't have to take them every six months. Well, I can say, like, uh, yeah, a proper family picture. We're we're doing family pictures Saturday, by the way. I found that out uh, about an hour ago. Good thing you got that haircut. (laughs) Good thing. So she brought it up. We need a new family picture. And I agree. Mm -hmm. And Olivia was a baby the last time we had them. And I was like, you got to let me lose some weight first. <laughs> you know? Like, if we're only going to get this made for a decade, I don't want to hang it on the wall with fat John in it. You Dude, know? It'll, it'll work out if the camera's just pointed straight at you. Well, I thought I could pile behind everybody. Yes. You know, but and stare I mean, straight ahead. I'm about 
like uh, two parallel lines from the side of my head down because my neck and jawline and everything has disappeared. So I got to do something about it. Huh. And I'm I'm not afraid to lose weight. I'm, I can you can, I can do ration it, yeah. myself. I've done it many times. I've mm-hmm. dropped thirty pounds like it ain't nothing. So my plan is after Thanksgiving. You okay. Know? Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But I have an important. And then, then you can gain it all back for Christmas. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I have an important topic to discuss with you pertaining to my ongoing feud with (laughs) chick-fil-a that's right (laughs) my oldest son your kids rebel against you right usually yeah well now tara she did not rebel against her parents they instilled (laughs) the deep roots of puritan like purity culture (laughs) and she even after 11 years of marriage she ain't giving it up yet She's still got her uh, true love weights ring on. <laughs> yeah. uh, Thomas, my oldest son, my little buddy, the first, you know, my first little friend I ever had yeah. has applied for a job at Chick-fil-A and ha- did the online application process, got a call back interview, and he's got to do a FaceTime interview tomorrow. Okay. So... I don't know if if Chick-fil-A is going to be helping foot some gas and insurance bills around here on this vehicle. I might have to I might have to jump on board with them. Right. So the prodigal well, you know, son may return. Well, I mean, you want what's best for your kids, right? I and clearly Chick-fil-A would be what's best. No, no, he did not want to work in a restaurant. <laughs> He, he was he was anti-restaurant. He wanted to work at a pet store. Thomas okay. loves like for as big of a nerd as he is, he loves animals. He, I can see loves. that being a cool job. I mean, well, yeah, all he, the the chicks come in there and you're like showing them the puppies, yeah, and, bunny rabbits, and yeah. all that. And we have owned every animal that's available, more than except rabbits. I've never owned rabbits, mm-hmm. but I mean, gerbils, hamsters. We've had lizards, had a snake for a brief period of time. We've got all kind of stuff. We got fish out the wazoo, and so he loves animals. That's just his thing, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But they weren't looking for um, they weren't, help down at the old pet store. They're right. They weren't right. looking for a 16-year-old with no real work experience to come in there. So he's applied at Chick-fil-A. So he'll be changing somebody's spare tire one day. <laughs> I feel like he's confident enough to get the job. Yeah. And he's uh I mean, you know Thomas, he's he's a he's a pretty capable mm-hmm. kid. And he's got a good work ethic and all that. He ain't afraid to work. And uh personality-wise, he can he knows what how to answer questions the He's right also way. got a very deep voice and a firm handshake. Yeah. Which can go a long way. There you go. I mean, this is a fur this is a fa- this is a FaceTime interview. Yes. So that may put him at a slight disadvantage. Well, I think they'll uh, if he does good in the FaceTime interview, like they're probably just I, what I imagine Chick-fil-A is doing with a FaceTime interview mm-hmm. is like going, All right, well you're white and you appear to be straight. So we'll bring you in <laughs> for uh in person interview after right. that. So uh, that's why I think it's just the next step in the process. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll see. You need uh, to hey, you need to have him because uh, at some point they're going to tell him, "Well, we appreciate you coming to the interview." Mm-hmm. He needs to reply with "My pleasure." <laughs> oh, that would be <laughs> that would be amazing. He uh, they'd be like a rubber stamp, boom, hired. But his other option he's been looking at was to get a job at the public golf course here. That'd and, be cool. Yeah. 
Um, and so the other day, he's like, well, I think I'm going to go out there, too. And I was like, let's wait on this Chick-fil-A thing. I was like, even if you hate Chick-fil-A, work there for a year, you can go somewhere else and be like, I work at Chick-fil-A. And they're like, oh, you must be awesome because everybody, <laughs> you know, thinks Chick-fil-A is the greatest thing in the world. And right. I was like, as long as you don't get fired and just take Chick-fil-A job if they offer it to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if it works out okay and you like it, then that's good. And, you know, maybe they'll pay for some of your college. So we'll see how <laughs> that goes. do that? I don't know. I imagine they do. They pretend they're like the greatest thing in the world. So <laughs> they probably do. They probably do. I don't know. Okay. But so I i don't know. I imagine they'll stick him in the kitchen, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, we're going to let this kid out here interacting with people yet. So Has he thought about Taco Bell? Well, I mentioned that to him. I was uh-huh. like, and then you can just walk to work. You don't have to use any gas. And I was like, no. He, I think if he's going to work at a restaurant, Chick-fil-A is going to be his only shot. Gotcha. Okay. For his sake. He huh. doesn't, you know, we have an aversion to the restaurant business <laughs> in the long family now. Oh, well, he's probably heard you talk about just how difficult Well, he worked is. at Roly-Poly. Mm-hmm. He would run the register for me. He would do prep work. He would clean. I mean, I mean, he was fine with it, and he wanted to get paid, so he did a good job. And, and he, he can bring that up in his interview he put at it, Chick-fil-A. He put it in his online application. They're like, what's your job experience? It's like, Roly-Poly. Mm-hmm. And they're like, when were you working there? And he's like 12 years old. <laughs> and they're like, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> this is a child labor law violation. No wonder that place shut down over there. So, yeah. Huh. Oh, anyway, so I may have to put my feud with Chick-fil-A on hold. On hold. Yeah. The family comes first and everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and if we get some sort of discount, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Because Chick-fil-A is a little high. You got to be honest with <laughs> They're really high. Real high. You know what's good about McDonald's? The dollar menu. Try feeding six people. Yeah. I tell you what, it's still no one beats Taco Bell as far as no, the value yeah. menu. Taco Bell, for like $20, you could eat for a month and a half at Taco Bell. Just about. It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. I I've, I vividly remember when we discovered that, when the Taco Bell was in the Walmart at Fed. Well, I went down there <laughs> yes. one day, me and all my friends like rode our bikes down there, and we're like, Man, I have we combined we have eight dollars. What can we get? And they're like, Oh, eight burritos. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Like twelve tacos? We got this right here. And I remember all of us were like, we had an epiphany, like, this is where we'll eat for forever. Yeah. You know, like I don't need money, really. I can afford to go on a date. Yeah. <laughs> uh there's a negative exchange rate at Taco Bell, it feels like. Like, you give them right. five bucks and they give you so much food. You're like, I just cheated you. It feels like they're working for dollars and you're paying them in pesos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we have important business to discuss. We do. I'm going to start off the show with a, a tale that can only come out of the south really and it's rare that earth oddity podcast gets to break a news story which we're not the one breaking it but it's fairly recent news right and i will say i was i was there when it happened Mm -hmm. not when the incident we're going to talk about happened but when it blew up online on twitter on sports message boards it was about maybe 10 o'clock nine o'clock Halloween night when it happened. We're recording late, by the way, because it's Halloween. We make no apologies for that. (laughs) Our family comes first, okay? Yeah. Already stated that. And if you're a patron, 
You got a you got yeah, a show. That's right. Y'all so, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. The rest of y'all can just you get your show and you get yeah, it. Yeah, you get your show and you get it. Blame our kids for wanting to enjoy the fall festival and trick right. or treat. And Which how was trick or treating for y'all? Yeah. How was trick or treating for y'all? It was a lot of fun. I, I guess we'll talk more about it in the patron show. Yeah. But th- yeah, Halloween this year was a lot of fun. Yeah. We have never had to deal with trick or treaters before. This was our oh, first yeah. year. That's right. Because you know we lived. In the hood. So all the kids, well, they'd come to places like Belmade trick-or-treat. We never had trick-or-treaters, but we did this year. So you get shot walking down the street, Tiny's old neighborhood. Yeah. If uh, you're not wearing blue. Sure. <laughs> so let's talk about Jeff Banks, okay? Yes. Jeff Banks is an assistant coach at the University of Texas. Former staff at Alabama. At Alabama. Now, while he was at Alabama... He left his wife and family to enter into a relationship with a stripper known as the Pole Assassin. As you do when you discover any modicum of success financially. (laughs) Here's the thing. Uh, And I've I've made this point to my kids. I should... Hold on. Let me back everything up. We might want to just splice this in at the beginning. This is going to be a little bit of a spicy show. Okay. (laughs) All of our stories are spicy. I'm sorry. That's just the way life worked out. But I've told my boys this. It's like, you'll meet a girl someday and she may do things you didn't even know was possible. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that's the girl you need to be with for forever. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying. Now, it doesn't mean she's not. (laughs) I was going to say, but she could be. Yeah. Not an automatic disqualifier. (laughs) But that can't be all she has in the the bag. Hey. And what I imagine. My advice to your sons is YOLO. (laughs) (laughs) And what I imagine. Like most marriages, things gotten a little stale, you know. Uh-huh. And uh he met the pole assassin and was like, Well, I didn't know these things were possible. Right. And the pole assassin being the pole assassin is like, This guy's <laughs> making a million dollars a year. I'm definitely gonna put it on him. And right. love a a new love was born. <laughs> okay. I would also for anyone who's maybe uh, wondering, okay, well, what is so great about the pole assassin? <laughs> pole assassin was on the Jerry Springer That's show. Right. Yeah. So you can you can Google pole assassin yeah. Jerry Springer, and you can watch a clip of Absolutely. her doing her thing yeah. on the Jerry Springer show. Absolutely. It's impressive. It's very impressive. <laughs> I mean, impressive. She's, a, she's an athlete. De- definitely. An artist, some would <laughs> she, say. She is definitely at the top of her art form. <laughs> I don't know if there's a stripper hall of fame, but I feel like she could get in there if there was. There should be a stripper hall of yeah. fame just for the pole session. Sure. Right. She get her own wing. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm getting ready to go to bed Monday night, doing my normal routine or Sunday night. This is after Halloween. Deidre got in bed a little bit before me. No, it was Monday night. This happened on Monday night. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like it happened, and they tried to keep it quiet as long as they well, could. I'm trying to remember because Deidre was asleep. Okay. And I was up watching Monday Night Football. It's not a great football game, Monday Night Football. It's not. It was boring. And so I'm getting ready to go to bed, doing my normal thing, checking my social medias, uh, looking on the few sports message boards I go to, open up Twitter, and there was a tweet about – Jeff Banks and the pole assassin. 
Now, before I get into this article, I've left out a very important part of this story, and that is that the pole assassin has a pet monkey. Of course. That's part of her act. (laughs) Now, she claimed on Twitter that it's an emotional support monkey. As That's what you do when you you want a pet monkey. That's what you say it is. (laughs) Yes. So... Tom Campbell, who's uh, who's a reporter out of Houston, uh, but doesn't really have any association with Texas. Like he doesn't cover Texas or anything. Or actually, he's not a reporter. He's just a dude. He was just a dude. Um, he he reported that a credible source within the Longhorns program told him a monkey bit a child on Halloween. <laughs> The animal belongs to a woman, Danielle Banks, a.k.a. the pole assassin. Uh, And she's using his last name. Yes, she's in a relationship with Texas assistant head coach and special teams coordinator Jeff Banks. Uh, But now technically they're not married, right? They're still boyfriend I don't girlfriend. Think they're married, but she's but she is using his his last name. Well, she may be a Banks too. Well, that's possible. Yeah. The tweet it said. <laughs> You're telling me your last name's not Assassin. <laughs> How do you not legally change your name to Pole Assassin? <laughs> right. Um, so it says, you know, it's here from a credible source. A special teams coach, Jeff's Banks monkey, allegedly attacked and seriously hurt a young trick or treater last Halloween night. Um, the monkey's jaws apparently had to be pried off the small child. Golly, that's bad. While that certainly is an exceptional rumor. Um, but one that seems to have been corroborated by the animal's owner, a lack of details about the incident should have made the story disappear quickly into the Twitter timeline. Indeed, the only details Campbell added to his original tweet came from a post by Danielle Banks inviting parents and homes to attend a haunted house at her house. Um, and I guess that's all this story says, because then it goes into talking about Monday night football. Anyways, so what happened, apparently? So I was there for the whole thing as it was blowing up. <laughs> right. Pole Assassin is responding on Twitter, talking about how it's an emotional support animal. Pole Assassin, as you might imagine, not the best grammar. Okay. <laughs> We should tell that's an emotional support animal, and it responds to commands with high, like high five as it's like command word and all mm-hmm. that. She put out a video showing that there was a gate and the thing was in a cage, and she had a sign on the gate that appeared to have been made moments before. <laughs> <laughs> moments before she hit record, it was a note card, yeah, and permanent marker. Yes. <laughs> Zip tied to the gate, too, by yeah. the way. Saying, and, do she, not enter or she whatever. She made a huge, like, on Twitter, she made a, a big, like, this is my sign. I know the laws right. about keeping animals. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, and so, oh, and the kid apparently is okay. You know, mm-hmm. like, not going to lose a finger or anything <laughs> Much like that. to John's chagrin. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get into my monkey <laughs> love, okay? Uh but anyway, so she's responding like crazy. People are making memes. It was really the greatest moment of my uh, the past five years, probably. <laughs> right. You know, I was so excited about it all. So excited that I rolled over and tapped Deidre on the shoulder, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "A monkey bit a kid." <laughs> and she's like, 
what? And I'm like, a monkey bit a kid. And she was like, where? And I said, Texas. And she was like, why are you telling me this? And I was like, <laughs> well, get this. A stripper on some monkey. <laughs> At that point, <laughs> this woman that I love pulled her CPAP mask back down and rolled back over, indicating that she did not care about the welfare <laughs> of a child or anything like that, and just went back to sleep. She, she was not into the story. I stayed up all night. Uh, on it i was i was so i wanted to tell somebody so bad <laughs> that at one point i was like, i wonder if tiny's working night shift you, <laughs> you know should have, you should have texted me <laughs> i would be like i was i would have sent links it was, <laughs> oh, there was like a 12 page thread about it on another message board surly horns which is like a texas message board were kicking out memes and it was hilarious and i was crying i was laughing so hard i tell you <laughs> i would have been like uh i would have been like John, it's one thirty in the morning. This better be good. And then you would be like, a stripper's pet monkey bit a kid at a Halloween party. Oh, and she's the girlfriend no. of like a former Alabama oh, football coaching coaches. staff. Yeah. And I would have been like, okay, it's totally worth it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it really was. That is a subplot to like a Judd Apatow movie. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. Or something like that. Like, Seth Rogen's dating like, some stripper with a monkey and it's it like Hangover somebody. Part Four. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so I don't. I'm not sure what's going to happen with this. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, if I was a parent, I'd be like, "Look, y'all, y'all gonna have to give me like a million dollars, okay? <laughs> yeah. Just so y'all know, you know how this works. Yeah, right. You've seen the news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make this. I will never talk about it again. I'll sign an NDA. <laughs> we'll act like this never happened. But I'm gonna need a little song. You and right? I both know, yeah, that you want this to go away, exactly. And this can go away for the low, low price, right? Nine hundred thousand dollars. Here's the thing: pole assassin, young African American beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff Banks looks like me with slick back hair. <laughs> you know? yeah. he definitely does. I could dress up for him as Halloween, and people be like. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Jeff Banks? Horse pole assassin. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I get Dieter to do that. <laughs> How's the wife and kid? <laughs> great Halloween. It won't be topical by next Halloween, <laughs> but that would be a great couple's costume. For- and then you could get Holly to like wear <laughs> <The little laughs> like a little finger splint, <laughs> like a big old bandage around his finger. <laughs> That's much better than me saying dress him up like a monkey. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. Well, Libby yeah. could dress up as the monkey. Sure. That would be cute. Oh, that better. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Libby, here's a little monkey outfit while mom wears a G-string. Um, <laughs> and Holly's like, what's my costume? It's <laughs> right. this big old finger bandage. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's, that's it. I, I can say I, I don't dress up, but that would almost be worth it. <laughs> but by next year, nobody will remember this story because yeah. that's how the world works now. Uh-huh. And so only like niche football fans will get it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say those niche football fans would love it. Oh, they think it's great. They think it was great. Yeah. Oh, anyways. I mean, Texas is coming to the SEC, you know? (laughs) So I think they're just trying to fit in and have an animal attack by an assistant coach's stripper girlfriend that he left his family for. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to gloss over the fact that he abandoned his family to be with a stripper. Mm hmm. 
Doesn't seem like a high character dude, you know. <laughs> well, if my son was a football stud, I wouldn't let him go to Texas because I like I don't want you under that influence. Mm-hmm. You'll have to go to Alabama so I can get cheaper tickets. So sometimes love breaks the rules, John. Yeah. By the way, going to the LSU game Saturday night. Really, me and Deidre. All right, lucked into a couple of free tickets. <laughs> I mean, LSU's not good, so it's not like this the game of the century or anything. I was about to say, I went to the LSU game. I don't remember what year it was, but my dad, back before before he got his Parkinson's got bad that he couldn't really walk, Yeah, he uh, he was retired and he had all kind of money. Sure. <laughs> he was getting season tickets, and we were going – I think there was two years we went to games. Nice. So much fun. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Well, me and Dieter are going leaving the kids at home, so just <laughs> text me if something catches on fire. <laughs> or a monkey bites somebody. Yeah, or a monkey bites someone. <laughs> oh, anyways, um, I was just there for it happening, which is the greatest thing that ever. I talked about it. We have a management meeting every Monday, and mm-hmm. we had started out with some good news. You know, yeah. everybody does. Oh, people always talk about what their kids are doing. Something great's happening. I got to see my daughter, and you know, whatever. And I was like. Y'all a monkey bit a kid. I was like, I, I couldn't think of better news that I had. And, and they were all like, what? I was like, no, man, a monkey bit a kid. Here's the great part about it. The monkey is owned by a stripper. Here's the better part about that. The stripper is dating an assistant football coach at Texas. And it was just great. It just gets better and better. It does. It does. I'm telling you. That's the oddest story I think we'll talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a shame that we can't just talk about that I would, for I the duration of the show. For forever. <laughs> Have you, there's video of her monkey performing with her. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't know if I saw that. Oh, one. yeah, no. I That's, just saw the video of her on Jerry Springer. Yeah. And uh, apparently, is that show st- is still on the air? I don't, I don't know. I don't know when this was filmed. Yeah. I'm assuming it's not recently. But it was recent enough that there was a, tw- a tweet. Like yeah. Jerry Springer, he tweeted out, we've had the most amazing... <laughs> stripper that we've ever had on this show and i i gotta be honest john now look unlike you sure i'm not a connoisseur <laughs> well, of strip clubs I'm no longer <laughs> i've been out of the game for a long time yeah yeah uh, i've actually never been to a strip club okay so like Showgirls is probably my only, there you <laughs> my go. only knowledge of strip. Clubs. Jesse Spano, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was strip tease. Who uh, was it? No, no, no. That was Showgirls. Was it? Okay, yeah. all right. Strip tease was Demi Moore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I think I, I don't. know No, you're that. right. You're I don't right. know that. No. <laughs> Wild, the guy who never watches movies absolutely knows the one where people were naked in. It's just crazy how that works out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Burt Reynolds in that film too. Sure. <laughs> Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights, too. <laughs> you know? I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, very impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you say, an athlete for sure. So, uh, my next story, and it just, golly, it feels like such a letdown <laughs> after talking about that. But I'm going to try to follow it up. Uh, man is eaten after piranhas. After he jumps in a lake to escape from bees. Okay. So wow. Talk about out of the out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a man has reportedly died in Brazil, which is hilarious, by the way. Sure. <laughs> We're laughing at a dead person. Sure. Here. <laughs> Why not? After jumping into a lake to escape bees, only to drown and then be eaten by piranhas. 
The 30-year-old was fishing with friends when he jumped into a farm lake in the municipality of Brasilida de Minas on Sunday, according to the local fire department. The firefighter who performed the rescue said that the carnivorous fish had disfigured the man's face and other parts of his body. His body was found four meters from the shore. It's not yet known if the attack came before or after the man's death, but the man's friends also jumped into the water and swam to safety. Uh, evidently, he was the slowest swimmer <laughs> of the bunch. <laughs> it says here that there's about 30 different species of piranhas in the world. They all live in South America's Amazon River Basin. Uh, fatal attacks on humans are relatively rare, but they do happen. Yeah. So, John, what would you rather have? Would you rather have piranhas or bees? Mm, that's a tough one. Because I don't like stinging insects. Mm-hmm. I've never encountered a piranha. I might take my chances against a piranha. Let me, a- drop, let me get down to my playing weight. I used <laughs> to be a really good swimmer. I was a lifeguard. People forget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I take my chances in the water. I tell you what. It's because they're both swarm animals. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just one bee, that's like no big deal. Right. Because I'm not allergic. Yeah, that's true. If you're allergic, if you're allergic to problem. bees, then yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, I mean, what if you're allergic to piranhas? I mean, do you take, <laughs> you take the bees? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm rethinking my decision. You're at a disadvantage in the water. You know, mm-hmm. I think you got a better advantage in land to get away. But I don't know. I don't, I've never had bees really chase me. Mm-hmm. One time, my friend had some bees in the side of this shed, and he told us, and I don't know if this is true, but it did work this one time, that bees will sting the highest living thing off the ground. And so we, he was like, we're going to throw a rock at this shed, and we're going to lay down on the ground, and the bees will go right over you and go towards his mule. That he had. Because bees are stupid. I guess so. <laughs> and it happened, and the bees chased his mule around a little pasture for a little while, and we thought it was super funny. It probably stung the crap out of the mules. You know, like we, we're like 13. Well, I That's better. what the mule gets. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, I don't know if it was just like a one-time event, huh. or these bees were stupid. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or what? They were redneck white trash I bees. So. <laughs> But like hit the donkey would hang out right by the shed where it was. So like, yeah. I guess that's where his water was or something like that. And it just stand over there all the time. And so when it came out, it was like the first thing they saw was the donkey. And I guess they got after him. That is an amazing story. I'm not brave enough to try it again to see if it's like you can't duplicate that experiment again. Sure we can. Listeners, if you know where <laughs> there's some bees, we need you to go. We need well, we you to, to go shake the tree, throw the rock, whatever you do. Yeah. And then just don't tell your friend why yeah, you're just dropping to the ground. Drop the ground and see asleep. if he's the one that gets stung. Um, bees are dying at an alarming rate, and we don't need to harass them any more than necessary for our own, you know, honey purposes. <laughs> maybe, maybe they need to, you know. <laughs> What is it, survival of the fittest? Maybe the yeah. reason they're not the fittest is because they're not getting harassed. <laughs> well, maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> well, I got a good story here. It's a little political. Don't want to. We're, we're not a political show. No. We're, we're apolitical, if anything, I would think. 
you know? Yeah, because I mean, I'm a sometimes I take a little from from Team Blue, a little from Team Red. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, there's a Republican senator. His name's Josh Hawley. I don't know if you know who Josh Hawley is. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, he's worried, Tiny, and you okay. want to know why he's worried? Why is he worried? Well, it's not inflation. It's not global war on terror or anything like that. What about global warming? I mean, he's a Republican senator, so I'm, sh- so I'm sure it's not global warming. Yeah, no. <laughs> I got another story about global warming. He's worried that feminism has driven men to pornography and video games. I want to be the first to welcome... Senator Hawley as a new minister in the Baptist church, because I think (laughs) that would play well here. Well, I was just sitting here thinking, I don't know if I'm worried about it per se, but he's definitely right. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, I don't know about video games, but I don't think men traditionally have needed much urging to gravitate (laughs) towards pornography. Uh, just just in my experience, I haven't done extensive studies in it. Well, John, I, I'm, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. It's absolutely it's feminism. Been, well, the effort to combat toxic masculinity in the U.S. has led men to consume more pornography and play more video games, said Hawley. Speaking at the National Conservatism Conference, that sounds like a hoot. <laughs> In Orlando, Florida, Florida, Hawley addressed the issue. Florida. <laughs> oh, Randall, Florida. We go to church with him. Uh, Hawley dressed, addressed the issue, uh, uh, and he, which said that we were under attack. Men were under attack. You know, man. You're right. We're, uh, we are under attack. And he called for men to return to traditional masculine roles like watching pornography behind your wife's back. (laughs) Instead Um, of out in the open. Yeah. Oh, man, this ad is like in my way. And then when I turn my phone up here, the screen's not the right size. It's ridiculous. All right. So they have to put in this article this next line. The Donald Trump supporter who notoriously raised a fist in support of the mob outside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th we're still on the insurrection. <laughs> we are, where are we at? Se- October, November. <laughs> yes. Birthdays in two days. It's November. We're still talking about the quote unquote, the worst insurrection in the history of insurrections. Um, so, uh, I want to read this whole paragraph to you. Okay. This is just how like people are like, the media is not biased. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not a Trump or Hawley supporter in any way, but I just want people to be aware. The Donald Trump supporter who notoriously raised a fist in support of the mob outside the U.S. Capitol on 6 January appeared to echo talking points made by the likes of the Proud Boys, a far-right group of, uh, that opposes feminism and believes men are under attack from liberal elites. <laughs> so Holly says here, can we, surprise, can we be surprised that after many years of being told that they are the problem, that their manhood is the problem, more and more men are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games. While the left may celebrate this decline of men, I, for one, cannot join them. No one should. Hmm. So uh, (laughs) the left want to define traditional masculinity as toxic. 
uh, he said, they want to divine traditional masculinity, masculine virtues, things like courage and independence and assertiveness as a danger to society. I just want to say to Senator Hawley, I don't think they're talking about that. I think they're talking about like not being in touch with your emotions mm-hmm. and probably, you know, slapping your wife around because the casserole is cold when you get home from work. I, that's what I've always thought toxic. Even man, though she had it coming. Was. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> no one, it better be hot when I get home, yeah. right? Like, you don't want to get slapped around, keep your casserole hot, right? Very simple solution here. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm the head of the household, right? Okay. No, so I'll lay down the law around here. Um, so, anyways, it just goes on to say more about how this dude is uh, stupid. Okay. Right. That's the word I'm going to go with. Right. Uh, this because, unbiased article. <laughs> yes. Because men have been cranking it down for forever, right? <laughs> right. And video games have been popular since the 80s, at least, I would think. Among 70s, men's. yeah. Okay, so I don't know. Late 70s. Well, you have Billy Mitchell. Sure, that's true. That's a very good point. <laughs> you had Billy Mitchell rocking. That's a very good rocking point. Rocking the Pac-Man yeah. machine back in the 70s. That's an extremely good point. So for the 70s on, so what, 40, 50 years, yeah. um, I don't think it's anything new, either one of those Correct. activities, right? Yes, right. So. I mean, I haven't looked at the numbers. Uh <laughs> I'm not a statistician, sure, but my theory would be the rise in uh, in the proliferation of porn would be the invention of the iPhone. Well, I agree. The internet <laughs> yes. made it really readily available. Right. You didn't have to drive across town to some store and buy a nudie magazine yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then when you could just, you know, take your phone to the bathroom <laughs> and not have to wait till your kids and your wife went to sleep at night, it got that much worse. Well, I don't I mean, who can do it on the toilet? That's uncomfortable. You know? Talk about needing a bidet. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably all contributed to the rise of pornography. But we all know that the main rise is is the uh, march of feminism? Yes, right. Women's right. Well, and we know women are a problem. We've discussed that <laughs> yes. on the show. Uh, Why would you endure putting up with a woman? Yeah, when you can, you just go to the internet. Yeah, you just go to the internet. Yeah, and then you don't have to worry about her telling you to pick your socks up or not to wake her up to tell her about a monkey that bit a kid <laughs> in Texas that's owned by a stripper who's dating an assistant football coach. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then you play some Call of Duty after that. Yeah. Call it a night. Yeah. Call, call of Duty, crank one down, go on to bed, right? It's really the twenty, the American dream of the 21st century. <laughs> well, see, and I think uh, men and women are different, and I celebrate that. I, I think that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not saying we're unequal or anything like that for somebody <laughs> writes a letter or something. Yeah. But we're just different. And Could you just say one more time, though? I mean, Men and women are different, but you're saying I'm they're not different. saying they're unequal. Right. right. But you're saying they're different. Though. Well, I'm saying men are simple creatures. We don't need a lot to be happy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for and I don't know that, I wouldn't say that women need a lot of stuff to be happy. I would just say they need more than we do. Comfort. And, and they like stuff. a lot of stuff. Some some women do. Yeah, I <laughs> yes. happen to be married to one. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I was saying, like, you could stick me in a room with, like, a TV 
and a chair, and that's really all I need. You know, if I can get some food every once in a while, I'm good to go. You mm-hmm. know, like, I don't care what house I live in. Like, I could sleep in a tent for the rest of my life. I'd be happy, right? Mm-hmm. I think more men are like that. So, really, if we're getting a couple of our, if we can meet our own needs in a couple areas, we can entertain ourselves with video games, we can fulfill ourselves with the internet, <laughs> then left to our own devices, that may be the path we choose. Not me personally. Right. Because I like women, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think a lot of people like women, so we're willing to put up with a lot. That's the wrong thing to say. I should have said that. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the true threat yeah. is sex robots in the future. Yeah, no, that, well... <laughs> Everybody said, like, guys say that all the time. Like, we're going to have sex robots. It's over for women, you know? But I'm like, they're going to be making sex robots for women, too. And that's not going to be good for any of us. You know, like, we need to we need to think about this long and hard, no pun intended, okay? Well, I, I've talked about this on the show. Yeah. I've been saying this for a long time, that of all the existential risks that face humanity, yeah, all the different apocalypses that could come about, the one I hope to see is the sex robot apocalypse. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> I mean, compared to space alien invasion, right. uh, killer plague, that's like, you know, <laughs> that doesn't kill like 1% of the population, but like 90% of the population. Sure, right. I mean, we, yeah. We got meteorite. We sure. got super volcano in Yellowstone. Dinosaurs mass, coming back. <laughs> you never know. Mass famine. Uh, Time Wars. Sure. (laughs) What what other movies have I seen? (laughs) You're just going through (laughs) Doomsday movies? Yes. Okay. Mayan Calendar. Tell me about the the sex robot movie you've watched. (laughs) Well, uh, if they've made that one, I hadn't seen it. If if they've made that one, I haven't seen any of the nine films they made. (laughs) I mean, that's a Cinemax, you know, <laughs> thing right there for sure. I'm just saying, of all the potential crises that face humanity, if if we have to go extinct, I hope it's because we're too busy <laughs> with robots to worry about uh, building a family. I just think that for me, like if I come home one day and there's an Amazon package there, <laughs> I don't open up. I, I have a thing. I don't open up other people. Like I don't open up Deidre's mail, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Because somebody might be trying to kill Deidre. Well, it's just whatever, you know. <laughs> and then like, you, you're the one that gets the anthrax instead of her. I just think that it's important to respect her privacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what she's got going on. Don't open her packages she gets and all that. She'll open up all of mine. And that's not a two-way street, <laughs> by the way. But, uh. I like there's a big Amazon package there. I bring it inside or whatever. Wait, she gets home from lunch. She opens it up and it's like Johnny Johnson, the sex robot. <laughs> That's going to be a devastating day. You know, like I can't keep up with a machine. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, I'm just a human. I run out of breath and stuff. I need to get a glass of water every now and then. That's going to be hard to go, you know, to take. That'll that'll hurt your ego real real bad. I don't know if I could keep up with a machine either, but I'd like to try. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying. Just give it the good old college try. (laughs) 
I don't, I'm anti-sex robot. Okay? Well, I am too. I'm just saying of all the apocalypses, <laughs> that's the best one. Okay. I'd rather get that than having my like face melted off Ark of the Covenant style. Sure. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> See I, what I'm saying? I, I get what you're that's saying. That's my point. I get what you're saying. But yeah. I, I'm just saying anti-sex robot. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be good for anybody. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it beats monkeys rising up. Sure. Yeah, they're already trying. <laughs> I know. But and I John is doing all he can to help them out. <laughs> I, was saying, I forgot to talk about that. The problem. Number one, the monkey. I, I'm a monkey supporter. We talked about Harambe. <laughs> yes. The monkey was in his cage. The kid reached his hand in there. The kid had it coming to him. Texas is a stand your ground state. They have castle doctrine. Mm-hmm. The monkey was perfectly within his legal rights to protect his place from this intruder. So, And you believe all this about the monkey being in its cage because the pole assassin posted a video of Twitter where she said that the monkey was in his cage Name. with a zip-tied <laughs> post-it card note saying, do not enter on his little gate. Name me a more credible witness <laughs> than the pole assassin. Now, I'm going to disregard the fact that people screenshot the video and there was monkey poop like laying around the pool or what appeared to be monkey poop. It could have been pole assassin poop. I don't know. Uh, that led us to believe that the monkey may have been not caged up. <laughs> but if we're just going on the pole assassin's word here, which I have no reason not to believe her outside of the fact that she entered into a relationship with a married man and helped him leave his family. Well, John thinks we should believe women. Sure, believe all women. That's what I was told when Brett Kavanaugh was up for the Supreme Court is, right. is we must believe all yes. women. Except that one that came out that accused Joe Biden of groping her and everything. Right. We, they show well, her well, off well, the that, side. That's different because she was a Russian disinformation <laughs> sure. agent. That was Russian yeah. disinformation, yeah, right. John. No, no, no. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, yeah, we can't believe her. Yeah. But I believe all women. Yeah. Because I, and people know, I'm a woman supporter. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> we don't even have the story here, but did you see that? Well, how it, well, I don't know. Has there been a new development in Let's Go, Brandon? <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe Biden recently met with a, a, a special needs man named Brandon. Okay. <laughs> he was like, you know, mentally challenged sure. in a wheelchair. And look, I don't know. I was not on the PR team, but there's a lot, there's, some people have speculated the reason he did this is so people would think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, right. say let's okay. go, Brandon, because he. And it is so funny because uh, you go to the internet and watch it. There's a guy standing there with him, and he's like, he's like, here's the president. Tell the president how much you appreciate his his administration and what okay. they're doing for you. And sure. so then he starts praise our dear leader. He starts yeah. trying. To say that he appreciates the Build Back Better bill sure. and how that's going to benefit him. Okay. Let's and, get some talking points out of this person. Okay. Yes. And then at one point, Joe Biden, which, look, credit to him. I'm impressed that he was able to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> then think that. But he, I don't know if the guy didn't get enough talking point, points across, but at one point, Joe Biden interrupts him. He's like, Yes, because your administration actually cares about you. Okay. <laughs> Look, like uh like we're all on the same page, right? Like like Joe Biden 
something's wrong with him, right? Like he's he's not right. I don't think anything's wrong with him. I think he's just a million years old, and that's what happens when well, you get to be that old. That's a problem. <laughs> it's a, problem. a problem. Yes, yes. I, I, dementia, whatever, <laughs> sundowners, like something. He ain't right. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't act right. He doesn't talk right. Something's up with him. You know, I was. I think everybody in the world, Joe Biden supporters and anti-Joe Biden people alike, can come together on that one thing. Like, hey, uh. Like, he needs some medical attention. Like, should he be in a nursing home or something like that? I don't know. I think it's hilarious. So, <laughs> as someone who just No, it definitely to, makes it funny. As someone who doesn't put their faith in politicians sure. or, right. I don't know, this entire existence, <laughs> who just likes to watch the world burn, I think sure. it's hilarious. No, no, no that, the whole chaos factor, <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Can't wait for the civil war that's coming. <laughs> Uh, now I heard I, we're not a political podcast, but I heard that he pooped his pants at the Vatican. No, did you hear that? I didn't hear that. Are you sure that's not just a? I don't know if it's real or not because you know sometimes you get in that part of the internet where stuff looks real and it's not. <laughs> yes, but that's what I heard. Okay, which you know we've all been there. <laughs> you know, like it's happened to the best of us. <laughs> happened to Hudson not too long ago. He was like. I trusted one and I shouldn't have, you know? <laughs> I'm like, hey, buddy, what you what you doing with that Walmart? Yeah, well, I, I crap my pants, you know? <laughs> Every once in a while, you just, uh, well, that happens, right? Yeah. Oh, hmm. it'd be embarrassing in front of the Pope, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose it would. I mean, it'd be real embarrassing. Hey, your holiness, I don't know what you call the Pope. Is that it, your holiness? I think so, yeah. Hey, your holiness, we're... Where's the nearest restroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm supposed to be kissing your ring and all that stuff and whatever, but uh, got to make a pit stop. Do you have a roll of paper towels? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I got a lot. Of did, did you see the, uh, we got to get off this Joe Biden stuff, but did you see the town hall that he did on CNN? No. Where he stood there with his fist like he was Cornholio, <laughs> like he was Beavis <laughs> on too much sugar. <laughs> no, but uh, I do have several crap in my pants stories mm-hmm. that I should tell at some point in time. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, let's uh, move. Let's quit picking on the president. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Is it my turn or your turn? It's, I've already forgot. I think it's my turn. Okay, it's, yeah, it's my turn. We're going to talk about Elon Musk. Okay. He recently now look. It's nothing new for him to get into Twitter's pants. No. Yeah. But uh, he said on Twitter that he's willing to sell $6 billion in Tesla stock and donate it to solve world hunger. Okay. Now, before you get too excited about it, I think this was more just, you know, him just... Yeah. Uh, let's, read, let's read the story. Okay. The Tesla and SpaceX CEO made his remarks in an interview that UN World Food Program Director David Beasley had with CNN in which he challenged the ultra-wealthy to step up now on a one-time basis to help solve world hunger. Okay. Beasley challenged Musk and Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, specifically saying during the interview last week that $6 billion to help 42 million people that are literally going to die if we don't reach them, it's not complicated. The amount would equal roughly 2% of Musk's net worth. Musk took to Twitter on Sunday 
to respond to the challenge saying that if WFP can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. But here's the, here's the catch. These are his terms, John. Okay. It must be open source accounting so that the public sees precisely how this money is spent. Well, that just ruled it out. <laughs> That'll it'll never happen. You know? Yes. It'll never do that. <laughs> Beasley replied to his Twitter post promising there are systems in place for transparency. Why well, must have so much trouble with that word? It's fine. And open source accounting. His interview with CNN follows a tweet he wrote last month calling on Musk and Bezos to aid in the world hunger issue. According to WFP director, if the world's top 400 billionaires chipped in, it would take just 36% of their total net worth to prevent famine, an issue affecting 43 nations globally. This is just heartbreaking, Beasley said on CNN. I am not asking them to do it every day, every week, or every year. This is a one-time crisis, a perfect storm on conflict, conflict climate change, and COVID. It's a one-time phenomenon. Hmm. He added, the world's in trouble, and you're telling me you can't give me 36 or 0.36% of your net worth increase to help the world in trouble in times like this. What if it was your daughter starving to death? What if it was your family starving to death? Wake up and smell the coffee and help. Was Eli like, well, my kids aren't starving to death because I'm a billionaire. You know? <laughs> right. like, like, I, He's I saying, what if? I, I can't envision that scenario. <laughs> right. uh, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> As of Monday, Musk had a net worth of $311 billion. I cannot imagine that much money. I can't either. According to Bloomberg's Billionaire Index, making him the richest man in the world, he again tweeted at Musk saying for help for help on this Monday. Instead of tweets, allow me to show you we can meet anywhere, earth or space, but I suggest in a field where you can see world food programs, people, processes, and yes, technology at work. I will bring the plan and open books. Well, there you go right there. He's, well, he's he's wanting to meet with him. Yeah. He but Musk wanted this all done like publicly. Sure. So well, I I have a feeling even if they meet all of his terms, he's gonna be like, nah. But like, <laughs> you remember Aaron Rodgers bet a year's salary a long time ago to some dude on Twitter that mm-hmm. who was it played for the Milwaukee Brewers that was coming out that like he's using performance enhancing drugs and Aaron Rodgers like his buddy and was like if he does I'll you know I'll give you my entire year's salary he's just arguing somebody on Twitter mm-hmm. and then it came out that the guy was using steroids and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers never gave the dude his money so right I feel like this would be another situation like mm-hmm. that but it, to me I mean I'm I I like capitalism as much as anybody. But if you got three hundred something billion, which I know, it seems like you could do a lot of good with that. Yeah, it's not that's not liquid. It's not like he goes into the ATM and mm-hmm. it prints out the balance on his account. It's three hundred something. Billion. Yeah, because all that's tied up in investment. Sure, it's right. Not, it's not yeah, liquid property, right. you know, uh, fixtures, all kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that, but. You can come off a little bit, right? Just write us all a check. I've been where I've been at forever. Like I see all these rich people all the time talking about, hey, I want to help the world. I would just cut us a check, you know? <laughs> right. Like, it's fine. Divide it up. Whatever you got, just send us, mail us a check. 
Well, here's the thing, though. And now I'm not talking about like, look, starving people in around the world. Like what was Ethiopia is mm-hmm. the the standard. Yeah. These are where people are, are dying if we don't sure. if we don't help them out. It, like you said, it seems like you could figure something out sure. if you had that kind of right. money, if you had that kind of resources. And, you know, I think. But now as far as cutting everybody a check. You know, <laughs> like that one lady who said on CNN one time that Bloomberg could have made everybody in New York a millionaire. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. Which, I mean, you can't, there's only so many people that can be wealthy. Sure. Because if everyone's wealthy, no one's going to be making your tacos. No, I got at the you. Taco Bell. I, I get all that. Yeah. So, but then maybe the people making tacos will be the people who enjoy making tacos, and not the people that have to do it to pay their rent. You know. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to get a better quality taco and a better quality taco experience. Then, I don't know uh, if you are though. I don't know that it will happen. I mean, I it's worth think, a shot, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> I don't know. If, if I hey, tell you what, everybody go sign up for the Patreon, <laughs> and then I need you to recruit 10 people. <laughs> no, take that back. 50 people to, <laughs> to sign up for the Patreon. Sure. When we're billionaires, we will run this experiment. Sure. And promptly tell you, well, we ran the numbers. It wouldn't work. It's anyway. just not feasible. <laughs> yeah. From behind our locked gates. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just think uh, there was a time where really wealthy people in this country reinvested in their community that built libraries, mm-hmm. Rockefeller centers everywhere, all that kind of stuff. I'd like to see a little bit more out of that. You know, yeah. out of you, mm-hmm. and and I think you would be all the heat would come off of you if you would just be like, "Hey, we're going to open up a mm-hmm. whatever, or we're going to do these public works that will benefit everyone." Would be great. I will say this, and now, granted, this is not solving world hunger. Like, who is it? Uh, who's the uh, Bill Gates? Sure, he's now. <laughs> He may or may not have been on Epstein's Island. Sure. He gave us a microchip in the vaccine. We all know that. That's been proven. I was going to say, he has spent like most of his fortune yeah. trying to help people. Sure. But uh, I do think, and, and stay with me on this. Now, obviously, this is going to make him even wealthier. It's going to make him super rich. But I think his uh, satellite internet company mm-hmm. that he's doing right now. What's it called? Uh, uh, Starlink. Starlink. Yes. Yeah. I think that has the potential to help a lot of people. Sure. Because I, I think that worldwide, like global worldwide high speed internet anywhere on the planet, don't matter where you are. Mm-hmm. I think that could potentially just unlock the potential of humanity because yeah. there's probably kids in Russia, who are extremely intelligent, and they could go on to be doctors and solve cancer, but they're never going to get the opportunity because they don't have the resources to go to school and get sure. an education. Well, if you give them an internet pr- uh, service, yeah, how can I say this? Education these days, I feel like it's kind of a scam. Well, in the United States, sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. It's funny when the like government... Education is important, Yeah, but people go to university because they need a little certificate of paper yeah. that costs them $100,000 well, saying they're smart, 
And then they're going to spend the re- like the greater part of their adult years trying to pay off that that Here, loan. Here's the problem with higher education in the United States. Okay, we wanted it's better for society for people to get as much education as they can get. That is a proven fact. Mm-hmm. All right. So our government, in its infinite wisdom, goes, "Let's make it easier for everybody to get a loan to go to school." So all these people were like. I'm going to get a loan to go to college because when I get out of college, I'll get a good paying job. You know, I re- do all kinds of things, you know, more opportunities open up to me. Well, then the you schools were like, well, we're getting all this money. Let's jack up tuition. The yeah. government's going to make sure we get our cut. So, mm-hmm. and so it's the same problem with healthcare. Nobody addresses the cost of higher education. Mm-hmm. Nobody addresses the cost of, uh, health, you know, care, you know, the, $300 band-aids or whatever you always hear about mm-hmm. until we fix the cost and all that we're, we're at a, we're at a point to where it's like almost not worth it to go to college. You I know, I, I feel like these days just give kids laptops. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's, all right, we don't want our civil engineers that are be building bridges not to get some formal training and practice. We definitely need them you know, to get formal training, but you know surgeons, what? Surgeons, <laughs> all that stuff can't be done on the internet. Like we need some hands-on. There needs to be that. But I think a lot of college could be handled online. Which I was would just fixing to cost. say yes. yes, not obviously not surgeons sure. or civil engineers. Well, I mean, I think you're you're <laughs> 200 or 100, mm-hmm. 200, maybe some 300 level classes you could do mainly online mm-hmm. for much cheaper, more access to more people. And then you go in and do your actual real core study work. You know, like I don't have to be in 10 Hoare Hall at the University of Alabama to learn about Western civilization one, 101. Right. You know, I can do that on a laptop. Or what if you're like majoring in like computer science? Sure. Why? Yeah. Get a Google certification. <laughs> I don't know. But, it's, it's a whole it's a whole big mess. But I will say to counter your point about how the internet will open up the world for everyone. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Not going to help if they don't have something to eat. You know, like, that's absolutely really, true. That's true. We need to address that problem. And one way we can address that is by promoting GMOs. GMOs. <laughs> I'm a fan of GMOs. They are they're proven safe. They've helped m- millions of people gain access to food. You know, which is a good thing because I was watching now, look, I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy who watched a documentary one sure. time. Maybe this documentary was put out by Monsanto and I'm just <laughs> completely bought in drinking the, from the Kool-Aid. But, you know, back in the 70s, there was a lot of books and a lot of studies coming out saying that if if humanity continues to grow at the population rate that it's growing at, we're going to run out of food and everyone's going to starve to death. Right. Well, humanity kept on growing. But the world's food yields like quadrupled sure. in that time. Right. A lot of that because, uh, you know, we figured out how to, you know, GMO, you know, plants that can grow in deserts and arid climates. That's the same. You know? yeah. One of, it doesn't get any credit because people don't think on this level like me because I'm a genius. <laughs> One of the greatest inventions of our time funded by the government really in partnership with private companies was arid climate corn. Mm-hmm. It helped. It was part of that. That's a GMO. Now it was developed in the sixties, I think maybe the fifties, even, you know, just by, by 
breeding corn that can grow in drier climates and thrive in drier climates. Saved humanity. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. You know, people will talk about all kinds of stuff, but arid climate corn is huge, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a GMO, whether you like it or not. So and one day that that corn will be growing on Mars. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> With Elon Musk and his family, the only ones up there to eat it. Hope I know how to shell corn. You know? He's probably never even pulled the silk out of a corn cob. Uh, well, let's talk about the environment. Okay. Okay. Eco-friendly sex. <laughs> what well, what's your thoughts just on that? My favorite kind. Okay. <laughs> um, what is it and how does it impact well, how does it have an impact on climate change? Hmm. For some, being eco-friendly sexually means selecting lubes, toys, bed sheets, and condoms that have less impact on the planet said Dr. Adelinki Alasamuso, an environmental sustainability scientist from Nigeria. For others, it entails reducing the damage in the creation of porn to workers and the environment, both ex- and the environment. So reducing the damage to, uh, that happens in the creation of porn and to the workers and to the environment. Um. The UN Population Fund estimates around 10 billion male latex condoms are manufactured each year. 10 billion. That's a lot. That's, a, um, that's some horny people right there. You know, <laughs> Are all those getting used or is there some huge well, and my, warehouse full of condoms somewhere? I, I don't know. I, I would think that they're probably, you got to keep them in rotation, right? They got a shelf life, don't they? I'm not. I'm sure they do. Yeah, I have no idea. And if for if for no other reason, they've got a shelf life just so you have to throw those out and go buy another sure. one. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> how they get you. That's how big rubber gets you. Uh, this is, uh, and most of those ten billion end up in landfills each year. That's because most condoms are made from synthetic latex and use additives and chemicals, meaning they cannot be recycled. Don't want to recycle. <laughs> no. No. No, don't. I don't want anything recycled from a condom. Um, Lambskin condoms, uh, which have been used since Roman times, are the only fully biodegradable option. However, they are made from the intestine of a sheep and do not prevent sexually transmitted infections. Yeah, I was just fixed to say they are. They're also they're not effective against. HIV. Do you know? I heard over the weekend or sometime recently, one in four people in the United States has herpes. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. That seems steep. Now, I think that's talking <laughs> well, no, about, about say, AOMB. Yeah, I, I think about it's say, about not both. all herpes is like, you know. <laughs> They're all the same to me. <laughs> I was, I'm like, kidding. I've, I have knock on wood. Never had a cold sore of any kind up here. All right. I'm clean everywhere else. I look down on all y'all plebes. All right. You know, that's what y'all get for kissing a bunch of different people. You should have locked up with a girl like me when you're 17 and stuck with her. Okay. That's what you get. That's the devil's mark. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so you just think about that. Like we're sitting in church, like one in four people in there has. There's a lot of herpes in our church. It could be your preacher. It could be. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, So anyways, it talks about how lubes are petroleum-based and therefore contain fossil fuels. Uh, 
<laughs> That's led to a rise in water-based or organic products. Badoosh. And homemade <laughs> options are are becoming more popular. I've never thought about homemade. I don't know. Well, you get out the saucepan, do it on the <laughs> stove. I don't know. You're talking about saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> So how can we reduce all this waste? Is really what we're coming down to here, right? Well, I've I've thought about it. I've run the numbers, and it's not feasible, John. You just, <laughs> it just can't be done. I'm going to give you some tips, Tiny. Okay. <laughs> Purchasing ethically made lingerie and clothing. That's one. So that the little kids in Indonesia that are stitching all that together, yeah, get a fair fair yeah, trade. Fair trade, right? Okay. Avoiding shower sex, which reduces the amount of hot water you use and water in general. Okay. My wife practices that. (laughs) Uh, Keeping the light switched off. And for opting for using reusable washcloths as well. I thought all washcloths were reusable. That's a very good point. That's what I'm saying. Who's, Who's throwing away all their washcloths? Now they're taking a shower with a brawny paper towel roll. <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> um, he has. I bet he has monogrammed right. washcloths and, and hand towels, and he just every time he uses one, he just throws it away. Now here, the next point they make is something I've had a long time feud with. Okay, mm-hmm. like most things we buy, packaging often leads to waste. If you look at the things you buy, you're like, this is a, this is entirely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You know, like I used to take pictures on roll film, and you buy a roll of film would come a little canister, perfect for putting your weed in later <laughs> after you put the roll of film in your camera. But that would be inside of a box. So that would be inside of a plastic thing. Yeah, that, which was inside of a cardboard box, mm-hmm. and you're like. This is too much. Like, there's three unnecessary or two unnecessary steps here. Mm-hmm. Just sell me the little package, you know, the little canister, yeah. my weed canister, really. So, <laughs> right. um, so that's right. So, the packaging for condoms, lube, everything else leads to waste. Uh, and then condoms, lubes, and daily contraceptive pills are all products that can generate packaging that ends up in landfills, IUDs which I just found out are not the bombs that terrorists planted on the side of the road, okay? That's I've, an IED. Yeah, big difference, okay? <laughs> Huge difference. I've been saying that wrong for a long time, okay? I was like, why is that in this article? <laughs> I was like, okay. That's not very eco-friendly either. Yeah. But to my buddy who served in Iraq, I'm sorry I told everybody you got blown up by an IUD, okay? <laughs> I mean, he's fine and everything. But it's like MRAP or whatever got hit by one. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> he never corrected me, though. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so anyways, basically, they're talking about reduce, reuse, recycle. and Which is what they say about everything. Yeah. But they're going to say it about sex here about to sex. get clicks. Sure, right, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. It is all about it's all about that ad revenue. Now, I would say credit to me for barely having sex at all. <laughs> I feel like I am single handedly saving the planet here. So it's all thanks to you. I, I'm an environmentalist at heart. I've said it a million times, and if that means I don't get laid, it means I don't get laid. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. One thing that will get you laid, Tiny, 
It's Cajun Curl by <laughs> Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl, I promise you, will change your life. Now, on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, or you can also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market, South Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Lurling Wallace Piggly Wiggly. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10, that's EOP and the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. What do you say we listen to a voicemail? Okay. Our voicemail today comes from, uh, what's her name? The California girl. Nicole. Nicole. Yes. (laughs) I'm just laughing. (laughs) I don't know why I got tickled about that. Uh, we have a voicemail from Nicole today. Okay. So Jacqueline, she she put a call out for Nicole. That's right. About her worst date. I'm assuming that's the topic. Yeah, I'm assuming there's some kind of call she did, like like one of the Xena Warrior Princess things. <laughs> okay. And Nicole responded. And here we go right here. Hey, guys. It's Nicole. Um, that section about orangutan fighting had me laughing so hard. Just the picture of tiny. Hold on, time out. Lindsay Jones, who works with me, brilliant person, a great person, really, much better human than I will ever be. <laughs> Stuck her head in my office earlier this week and was like, it's orangutan. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not orangutan with a G. Did she just, well, actually you? She did. I refuse to acknowledge that it's not orangutan. I have. <laughs> I will forever call it orangutan. I, I, I reject her. I'm sure what is correct pronunciation. I just refuse to say it. So. Well, that's how NASA. That's why NASA named the space drink Tang. That's right. Sure. The first time it was used was by orangutans <laughs> while they were in space. They had to test it out on their monkeys. Right. That's right. That's Everybody knows. Everybody yeah. knows. Look, so Lindsay, just calm down, Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me let me have a orangutan. Okay, we live in Alabama, which gave birth to the space program. That's we right. know our space history. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Don't question us. We know more than you. I'm a linguist. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, going into a death match with an orangutan and getting having <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> And Eli is standing around chanting one, <laughs> to enter, one leaves. Um, I was just laughing super, super hard. And I think that we need to make it happen because honestly, 
Um, I agree. Fall is the best season. And that way we can, instead of having like pumpkin spice latte season, fall can now become um, orangutan deathmatch season, which frankly, I think is catchier. I accept, but I get a sword, right? That was the deal. That was the deal. That was the deal. I get a sword. Um, and then Jacqueline asked me for my worst date. Um, I dated a guy for probably about nine months. And there were so many bad dates during that time. It was really hard to pick. But I think the absolute worst situation is we were driving back um from school college and we were driving back to my hometown sacramento and his car broke down and we were in a little town called um i think it was orville anyway point is that we broke down and he got out and we're pulled into a gas station he popped the hood he's looking in the hood under the hood and he's like oh my back hurts you know and um, I was like, well, what are we going to do? He didn't have a phone. So I called uh, my mom to see if she could, like, come get us or something like that. And so then I popped the hood and I'm looking around there. He's fine. He stays. It's real hot. He stays in the car the whole time. Doesn't ask, you know, I need water or if I could come out and help or anything. And he starts crying in the car. <laughs> okay. You dated this guy for nine months. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I haven't even heard the rest of the story. But look, as a man, you are supposed to get out and look at the engine. Right? Sure. Right. Even if you don't know I what's going no on. I have no idea how to right. fix it, but I know I'm supposed to look at well, it. Well, my hope is always, like, I hope I pop this and there's something obvious, like a hose is disconnected <laughs> that I can see. And I can be like, okay, I can diagnose this problem and get it fixed. You know? Hey, I'll say that's happened to me yeah. before. Oh, yeah. Happened yeah. to me too. Every now and again, you'll look up and it is a, a belt broken. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we need another belt. Yeah, just need another belt, baby. You know? <laughs> yeah. So glad it wasn't like a piston ring or something. I can't put it on. Yeah, but right. we need another belt. <laughs> He's sitting in the car crying. Oh God! Yeah. Oh boy, it's a tough one. All right, let's let's hear the rest of this story. And I realized from looking in there and from the noise that it was the serpentine belt that was messed up. Um, and there was an auto parts store, so I went in. I got a serpentine belt. Um, I got one of those tools, I don't know, real the real long ones that you can use to fix inside or whatever. It should pull the thing back. Anyway, I changed the serpentine belt. Um, we got back in the car and he was like mad at me because he thought I was trying to show him up or something. Anyway, we probably lasted about a month after that and then I broke up with him. So that was my worst dating situation. This is a long phone call. You guys Please fight orangutans and video it and sell it to us on the Patreon show. All right. That's it. Bye-bye. Uh, lasted another month, John. Well, I mean, once again, that's on her. You know? <laughs> he should have never let you go. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you change a belt on my car, <laughs> I, that's extremely arousing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I bet right now that dude's somewhere... Yeah. Thinking about the one he let get away. That's exactly right. Crying himself to sleep. That <laughs> <laughs> goes out one day and his car doesn't start. And he like, <laughs> tear trickles down his cheek. And he like, yeah. looks up into the sky. He's like, Nicole, where is she at? <laughs> Shouldn't have let her get away. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good to have a woman that's handy with a wrench, though. Yeah. yeah. Feminism is what did this to that man. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> He's probably playing video games and watching porn right now. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, now that we got that, what do you say we talk, talk some questions? Okay. Ask some questions, I should say. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and head to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. You can type your question, and we'll ask John on the show. And our first question comes from Todd Knapper Voiceovers. What was your favorite animated show growing up? Well, I didn't watch like a, a lot of cartoons growing up. My favorite all time is Tom and Jerry. Mm -hmm. I watched a ton of Tom and Jerry. And I think you can tell a lot about a person by who they rooted for in Tom and Jerry. Who did you root for? (laughs) Well, I kind of always felt bad for Tom because Tom's the cat, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I felt kind of bad for him that he never could catch his mouse. I agree. Jerry was an invader. He was living in, like uninvited in this house. Tom was just trying to do his job. Jerry was a menace to society, really. He was know? also kind of a jerk. Yeah, there absolutely. were plenty of times when Tom was just minding his own business, yep. sleeping on his little pillow. Yep, and Jerry would go over there and like pull on his whiskers or right. something. Yeah. So as far as animated, that's about all I know. Mm-hmm. You know, like Chippendales Rescue Rangers. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. I'm not a big animated guy. So. Yeah. I'd go with Tom and Jerry. I was uh, big in Ninja Turtles. Okay. Which, looking back, it was uh, it was not a very good cartoon. <laughs> oh, yeah? But I, I loved it. God, that's, I loved it. That's fine. That's yeah. all that matters is if you loved it. Mm-hmm. You know? There you go. And I think the Nickelodeon series, not the one that's currently running, but the 2010 uh, Turtle series on Nickelodeon. Oh, I, Also a very great series. I watched it with Eli when Eli was little. And I think <laughs> I actually liked it more than he did. Tiny, I love you. I don't know that I have any friends that can critique, like would ever say the phrase, the 2010 Nickelodeon series, and then go on to critique that. Yeah. I respect that about you. You know, I'm not saying that in a negative way. That's why you were rubbing your temples. <laughs> no, I was saying I'm that. just like, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's great that you did it with your kid. You know, like that was yeah. probably something y'all enjoyed together, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed Teen Titans Go with Thomas and Hudson, but we watched that together. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it's a funny show. Uh-huh. So I, I get it. There's several good shows. Gravity Falls is another one that we Gravity watched together. Gravity Falls was a great yeah, show. It was funny. Okay, our next question is that's our Bobo. I heard about peas and mayonnaise pizza. What the heck? In parentheses, I might actually try that. I would never try that. I like peas and I like mayo. I don't like peas and mayo together. And I certainly don't want to put that on yeah. pizza. People would, you know, like at Roly Poly, we had the option to roll your own, mm-hmm. you know, which people were like, can I come back there and do it? They're like, no, you know, like, <laughs> no, stay out of my kitchen. Just tell me what you want on it. And people would put like weird stuff on there. Yeah. And I would always want to pull them aside and be like, just because you like raisins, you know, and you like jalapenos. Don't mean doesn't mean you're going to like them together. Yeah, doesn't mean they need to be there together. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then you get that stupid person that's like, well, I don't like this. I'm like, well, you're going to pick the ingredients. That's on you, buddy. 
I don't know about you. Uh, I like mayonnaise, even though mayonnaise is kind of disgusting. Is it? For me, and I t- again, maybe this is just me. Like, I like it on a sandwich, but I like a thin layer of mayonnaise. Yeah. And it's just, I've, I've always been fascinated by myself. I fascinate myself, John, <laughs> that I like mayonnaise. I don't want a sandwich if it don't have mayonnaise on it. Yet, at right. the same time, I, I think it's gross. Well, a lot of people think, or a lot of people say they hate mayo, but they mm-hmm. don't realize how much mayo is in a lot of everything that's true right i mean it's like a base layer for a lot of things my mother-in-law she makes the best cheese bread okay and the way she makes this cheese bread is she mixes shredded cheese and mayonnaise together there you go and she's getting close to pimento cheese (laughs) then throw a little pimento in there on french bread and bakes it and it is delicious yeah I don't, I wouldn't have a problem. That's with that. all it is. But I I never choose to put mayonnaise on something. Like if I'm making a sandwich at the house, I don't go get the mayonnaise out and do it. Deidre does, but I'm just like that's a step I don't need to enjoy mm-hmm. a sandwich, so I don't do it. I do. I'm straight mustard most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Don't you? Yeah. You like mustard? Love it. Anyway, I'm anti mayo pea pizza. So there you go. Gotcha. Yeah. Raytheon asked if there will be an animated Earth oddity. There kind of is on Facebook. Yeah, we have one. If you go look for it. You can find my TikTok. It's on there, too. (laughs) 1,200-something views on it. (laughs) Uh, Goose asks, what is the appeal of Daft Punk? I don't understand their music at all. Well, I'm not, like, up on Daft Punk. Mm -hmm. So I can't really tell you a lot about their music other than I think it's, like, electronic, you know. It is. House dance music or whatever. They're, they're, it's... (sighs) It's like if a duet were DJs. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> that's what their music act is. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's not my scene musically, mm-hmm. you know. But and I mean, I, I, you know, I can't name a Daft Punk song. There's probably some I've heard or whatever. But uh, I'm the type of person with music is that I don't have to understand it or enjoy it to say, well, they're doing a good job because other people like it. You mm-hmm. know, I. I Music isn't a competition. I think people get into, well, my band's better than your band or whatever. And you're just like, man, it's just like, enjoy what you enjoy. Uh, And if you don't enjoy it, don't listen to it. It's fine. Yeah, it's not really my thing either. And I don't know how much talent it takes to make um, people complain that uh, electronic music doesn't really take talent as far as knowing how to play an instrument. But I mean, I'm sure not any, well, maybe anybody can do it. I'll say this. Some of their songs are catchy. They make for decent action scenes okay. in movies. Yeah, I don't I would say I don't know that your average DJ like understands, you know, like a circle of fifths and music theory and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain, I would say, skill and talent involved in being able to do it. Been to a few raves in my day, <laughs> you know, back in the day. Yeah. So uh, you know, I I've listened to that kind of stuff before. I'm certainly not the one to ask, but just average Joe on the street, if you ask me what some of their appeal might be, it might be that they wear crazy masks. Okay. And same thing with Kiss. Yeah. You know, they wore makeup on stage. People you know, back then didn't know what they looked like sure. outside of their music, and right. maybe that was some kind of – that was marketing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably true. Uh, and I would say a final thought on this is I think electronic music is a lot like the Grateful Dead in that I think you come <laughs> to enjoy it through the use of drugs, you know, <laughs> that's a good, yeah. And maybe. then like, and then it just becomes a part of what you mm-hmm. do. You know, I don't know. Either that 
or you're an anime nerd living in your parents' basement. I've been stuck in a Southern like hip hop hole for the past month. It's been wonderful. I was (laughs) revisiting all of this old rap that I used to listen to, introducing it to Hudson because Hudson enjoys rap because he's a white middle class kid. Of course he does. (laughs) Middle class. Yeah. Thought yeah. he was thought he was rich. Well, I mean, I'm trying Privileged. to be trying to be humble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The driver asked, "Is the I-20 construction in Tuscaloosa really just a money laundering scheme?" <laughs> <laughs> it very well could be. That is probably the best explanation I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. I haven't put two and two together, but I think it is. I can't prove it's not a yeah. money laundering scheme. Uh, I. Think it's. I think you may be giving them too much credit here. Yeah. It's really just people. They found a. They found a contract. Sure, and, and they get paid as long as that contract's not finished. As long as we're working on it. <laughs> but uh, but hey, maybe it is a money laundering <laughs> scheme. The bridge that they've been working on with the arches. You know, they had to take the arches down one time. They put them they up and they took them down because they did it wrong. Yeah, right. They fixed it. And put them back up. It looked the same as it did the first time to me. But then they took them back down again. Yeah, right. That wasn't the that wasn't the last time uh, they put them back up. Also, my friend, who's an architect, so I trust his opinion, was talking about how the cables that are on it that look like they're supporting it aren't doing. It. They're just there for looks. Right. They're like it has huh. no support function at all for that bridge. So hmm. that's there you go. Wasted you go. a lot of money on that. <laughs> now we got a cool looking bridge, I guess. <laughs> and I mean, it, it looks cool, but it does. I mean, come well, on. The thing is, it's like uh, we've been We're on in Tuscaloosa. It's not. What? It's not the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> it's like a hundred and fifty yard overpass. You yeah. know, it's not like some huge right. span or anything. I don't think anyone's going to come here for a Bama game and yeah. leave thinking, "Did you see that bridge?" <laughs> oh boy, I cannot believe they did that. I mean, it runs right there by the Hong Dong uh, Chinese buffet, super <laughs> In the buffet. Motel Six, yeah. or the Super Eight. Yeah. <laughs> you can see like the Walmart, and the Sam's Club <laughs> off on the hill. Their lovely skyline. <laughs> Tuscaloosa. <laughs> and what used to be McFarland Mall. That's right. That half just, of it is dist- it's it's destroyed. Rubble. And the other half is just like a bombed out shell of a building. <laughs> like where homeless guys meet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And do drugs together. Sure. And other things. I was going to go with the other way. Raytheon says, have you ever had to explain your generosity to someone I once pointed to a $60 cake and said, I'm buying the whole cake for my friends here and I haven't pointed to what I want for myself yet. Hmm. Uh, I've never had to explain generosity to anyone. People tend to take it for granted. Well, (laughs) I'm just not a generous person (laughs) in general. Yeah. My, my advice was it would be, be like John. Yeah. Right. (laughs) If you can avoid helping people, it makes life a lot easier. (laughs) Right. It takes some skill to get to that level where you can just ignore an obvious need, but I've gotten pretty good at it. That guy, 6017, says, if you could have a billboard, where would you put it and what would you put on it? Hmm. Earth Oddity Podcast, what I'd put on it, of course, always be marketing. Okay. (laughs) And I'd probably put it in like a busy city like L.A. or something. (laughs) Right on the busiest road they have. They would love our brand of Southern Evangelical Humor. (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah. tune in the Earth audio. This is going to be like about strange stories about the Earth. This is going to be about climate change. <laughs> <laughs> they hear me tell like three stories about crap in my pants. And they're like, no, nah, this isn't a podcast for me. Uh, Nicole asked, have you ever accidentally said credit to me at the wrong time, like at church or something? No, I, every time we make love, yes, but that's the only time <laughs> I would say it's probably inappropriate. <laughs> uh, I, look, I haven't been around John 24-7, and I don't want to speak for him, but I would think that John probably has said credit to me at the wrong time. <laughs> But he was 100% sincere <laughs> when he said it. Well, here's the thing. And this is a problem I have. I'm tone deaf in a way. Because I probably said it at an inappropriate time. I didn't think that it was an inappropriate time. But everyone else thought it was inappropriate. But they never addressed that issue with me. So I'm just living here like, no, nah, really, I say it always appropriately. And there are people out there like, you remember that time John said credit to me? And yeah, yeah how how was how could he be doing this stuff like that? So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like uh like you didn't pull over to the side of the road for a funeral procession <laughs> because you had somewhere to be. Sure. And you're like, credit to me. I'm on I time. I was here on time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, credit to me, guys. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for questions. If you have questions, you can you know what to do. You heard sure. the instructions at the start of this. Before we end the free show, John, we need to thank our patrons. Oh, yeah. And I need to log into Patreon so I can read them all. Well, I would say, for the record, I always pull over for funeral processions. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just a Southern thing or if that's everywhere. You, you know? know what? That's Now, granted, I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen a a funeral they don't position. do it like they used to. Now, used to get the law involved and everything. Now I'm assuming people die every day. I mean, there's sure. got to be a lot of them. Yeah, I see. I see funeral homes. They they got the hearse out front mm-hmm. and they're lining up cars. But as far as me being on the road, do you think maybe they avoid like large, busy <laughs> busy places or sure. something? That could be true. But like in Fayette, you know, like the cops would like shut down intersections. Yeah, so you just steady roll to the cemetery from the church or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Hey, I know that uh, when my dad died back in March, now he was funerals at the church, mm-hmm. but he's buried in Tuscaloosa Memorial, which is all the way on the other end of the town. other end of earth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I assumed that because it was my father, one of the greatest men to yeah, ever trod right. the earth, that there would be a police escort the whole way there. Sure. And a line of cars, as far as the eye can see. Right. And I was told the day of the funeral that, no, we're all just going to meet up at Tuscaloosa Memorial. We'll just get over there. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> logistically, that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of red lights and turns and everything else. And I was looking forward to slowly rolling through every one of yeah. them. Why everybody's pulled over on the side of the road. Yeah. You know? Honoring my father. Sure. One of the greatest men to ever walk Absolutely. the earth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he wasn't Jesus. No. But... Like if we got Jesus, there. and then we got like the twelve apostles. Yeah, and then you got Paul under that because technically he wasn't an apostle sure, right. according to the third chapter of Acts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then, a little late to the party. <laughs> after that, you've probably got Billy Graham. Yeah, I, I put him up some, there. Uh, maybe uh, some uh, prosperity preachers. <laughs> My dad would fit in right above them. I, well, I <laughs> right say, above the prosperity preachers. Yeah, top twenty-five at least. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's good. That's a huge accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. Yeah. Anyway, back to our patrons. We would like to thank our patrons. We would like to specifically name those who 
uh, donate at the 10 or above tier, and those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Carol Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. That's weird. I don't see Brandon on here. Uh Uh-oh. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Did Brandon drop his Patreon? Did we just give him a free plug? I say, look, man, let me erasing. (laughs) Don't run that Cajun girl out until we figure out what's going on. Uh, Let's see. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to call him out, but uh, we thank you all so much for donating to the show. And a couple of y'all need to update your credit card information. <laughs> so. I want to just run that through there again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't be alarmed at your lack of uh, radio Look, podcast you, ads this week. <laughs> we're on an honor system. You two can't listen to the latest Patreon episode <laughs> until we get this worked out. <laughs> but seriously, we kid. Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But you do need to update your credit card info. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're in a tight spot, just let us know. We'll work something out, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can. You can pay us in Sheep coin. Yeah. <laughs> Shiba right. Inu coin. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Odd coin. <laughs> if you would like to be a Patreon, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 tier, you get an all-exclusive show once a month and you get an extended show on every single one of these shows if you were a patron you had a show uh monday That's monday right. or yeah. late sunday night that is patreon.com slash earth oddity extend your oddity and ex- speaking of extensions what we got coming up in the extension i got a story sent to me by my good friend jeff roberts about a scuba diver who got himself in a bit of a pinch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a story about the border. Okay. And we might even talk about Fall Festival. Okay. Because we did have a Fall Festival. We had a Fall Festival. Yeah. There's, there's some stories there. So. Okay. Uh, you got anything else? No, I see it. Well, we thank you so much for listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. We thank you for downloading the show no matter where you get. What do I say? Thank you for listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. We thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all those. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have show art posted on Instagram. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And we have a phone number you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.
Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast, the extended portion of the show. We thank you for joining us. We're still here. We're here. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. That's right. What are we going to talk about today? Are we going to talk about Fall Festival? How was your Fall Festival, John? 